woman, my woman. She stop gives me problems. My woman, my woman. She stop gives me problems. I still live with her. And I'm not gonna stay away from her. I still live with her. And I'm not gonna stay away from her. No, 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 no. Girl is mine. Mine, oh, mine. Mine, oh, mine, oh, mine. Mine, oh, mine. Mine, oh, mine, oh, mine. My woman, my woman. She stopped kissing me probably.
So she didn't have a daughter, she didn't have a son She said the lift doesn't work, run up the stairs and come And if you don't come quick, you're not gonna know that son So I grab a bunch of rose and I started to run Here I come, Later, she said, come and get your son Cause I don't want your baby to come Tie me down now because you are old And I am young Yes, while I'm young Yes, I wanna have some fun Run me down Shoodly, waddly, diddly, woodly, diddly, whoa Swing I'm broad I'm broad I'm broader than Broadway Yes, I'm broad I'm broad I'm broader than Broadway When you go to Volcano, it's like a sky She did have a son She said the lift doesn't run Run up the stairs and come And if you don't come quick And I'm gonna see your son So I grab a bunch of rose And I started to run Here I come Two months later She said come and get your son Cause I don't want your baby to come Time me down Cause you are old And I am young Just while I'm young Yes I wanna have some fun Run me down Extra size, extra size, extra size than size way. Extra broad, extra broad, extra broader than Broadway. And the intercom rose, they tell me to come. That you didn't have a dance, that you didn't have a fast. You can 
never get a cut. One shunter expand up that to all and pull up. Giddy up me and forget to ease a mouse. Think I walk like a champion. Talk like a champion. What a piece of my... Good morning to all of our listeners on Future FM. 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And to all of our listeners around the world, logged on to futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, and janoradio.com. Of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday. Wow. August 25th. Retro Thursday. Hashtag TBT. Throwback Thursday. We play songs from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. You know, we gotta mix in some music with the madness, aka the news. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments MI Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And just a reminder, the me in everything is and we have the headlines coming up right after this, so stay tuned. Thank you, Buju. We are all champions in our own way. Now it's time for the headlines. Biden announces nearly $3 billion in U.S. military aid to Ukraine. Germany inaugurates world's first hydrogen-powered train fleet. IMF to meet Sri Lanka president to finalize bailout package. What impact will a nationwide strike have on South Africa's economy? In news out of North America, Jamaican farm workers decry seismic level exploitation in Canada. This is now gone global. Taxi driver who picked up Midtown Atlanta shooter said she was calm right after the fatal incident. Uvalde school board fires the police chief after mass shooting. That took long enough. Two New York Democrats ousted from U.S. House in primary losses. Two dead, three hurt in shooting in front of D.C. senior residents. And a judge blocks enforcement of Idaho's abortion ban in medical emergencies a day before it was set to take effect. In business and tech news, President Biden cancels $10,000 in student loan debt for borrowers who make less than $125K. Uh, how to qualify for Biden's student, new student loan forgiveness plan? So you want to stick around for that for sure. Virtual rapper FN Mecca, or Mika, I don't even know, dropped. 
was just picked up but dropped boom by Capitol Records following racist backlash. Range Rover unveils its most expensive vehicle. I've already told y'all. If a man gives me a Range Rover, he don't really love me. Sorry. Health and Science News. The COVID-19 pandemic led to a decline in life expectancy around the U.S. Dinosaur tracks from 113 million years ago. Uncovered due to severe drought conditions at Dinosaur Valley State Park. Coming up in sports news, ninth grader Bryce James, son of LeBron James, gets first D1 basketball offer from... Now, I don't know how to pronounce this school, but forgive me if I butcher it. A Duquesne? I'm not sure. University. Sorry. Usain Bolt files trademark application for signature victory pose. In the Caribbean corner, fourth American dies at Bahamas Sandals Resort. Remember, three were found dead at the same location back in May. Thousands protest in Haiti over insecurity and rising costs. Bahamas detains more than 100 illegal Haitian migrants. ARC properties to contribute to housing units under NSHP, and that is in Jamaica. Also out of Jamaica, delivery of government $10,000 back-to-school grants begins. On the Latin American scene, Cuban government starts selling dollars with limits. And believe it or not, Australian woman who changed her mind about transitioning to a man, listen to this, sues the psychiatrist for approving gender transition. Hey, lady, listen, you like it, I love it. You don't like it, I hate it. What you want is what you get. In entertainment news, the jury awards Vanessa Bryant over $16 million over the Kobe Bryant crash photos. Kim Kardashian, Kevin Hart, Dwayne Wade, Sylvester Stallone, and others accused of wasting water during California drought. I guess they don't know how to... You know, use the bathtub, water the water, the lawn. They haven't learned that yet. Kodak Black to send over 35,000 bottles of water to Haiti to combat shortage. And <sighs> the ever faithful sperm donor, Nick Cannon, is expecting 10th child. Yep, 10th child. Third with Brittany Bell. Well, he did say that by the end of the year, expect three more to pop out. I don't know, Nick. At this point, it's a seem a little toxic. But who am I? Who am I, right? I can't say anything. We'll be right back with the details after the music break. Here is a little more old school dance hall for us. Bound to kill out with Wattless Boy. Oh, Lyad. <laughs> Why come a road and a poor man a rock? Why a spread room as a whole shelly sauce? Alright, I don't know why Bounty gotta have my name all up and down in his songs, right? But anyway, I gotta start it over. Why come a road and a poor man a rock? Why a spread room as a whole shelly sauce? Shelly say a lion, she a cuss be a clot. How come him come pick a turn round and find for that? She's a wordless wild, oh liar. Come pick a tell girl, say him tired. He's a wordless wild, oh liar. Come pick a tell girl, say him tired. Shelly come check me because so old in it. She said fam, she's on 
see the flow she get. She just circled down another ketchup and bread, but it spread that come fast like a two jumbo jet. Cause if I want this wife, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. The man want this wife, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. Here a little drama about him and one chick. Two of them a flex from what they tick tick. She and him a slam and him come too quick, so him roll off her and start to fart sick as him a want this wife, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. The man want this wife, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. He must show off, say my fancy cush. The check baby sham them forget shiny rush. Him taco shelly, him come fuss. I promise her be kicked down if she got road to bus. Cause him a want this boy, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. Him a want this boy, oh la ya. Come pick a tell girl say him tired. Why come a road on a from on a walk? Why a spread rumor say oh shelly sauce? Shelly say a lion, she a cuss be flat. I come him come pick a Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I'll be with you until the top of the hour. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, janoradio.com, and of course, I gotta say, Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Tone World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday, Throwback Thursday, so you know we are playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Gotta have some music with the madness to sober us up, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Bounty Killer. Leave my name out your mouth. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it. And now it's time for the details, and we're starting off with international news. The, this story is courtesy of Al Jazeera. Germany inaugurates world's first hydrogen-powered train fleet. Germany has inaugurated a railway line powered entirely by hydrogen, a world premiere, and a significant step forward for green train transport, despite nagging supply challenges. A fleet of 14 trains provided by French industrial giant Alstom to the German state of Lower Saxony has replaced diesel locomotives on the 60 miles of track connecting the cities of Cuxhaven, Bremerhaven, Bremervoerde, and Buxtehude near Hamburg. Can't believe I got those right. We are very proud to put this technology into operation together with our strong partners as a world premiere. That is according to the CEO of Alstom, and I'm not going to even attempt the, to pronounce his name. Hydrogen chain, hydrogen, <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied this morning. Hydrogen trains there we go, have become a promising way to decarbonize the rail sector and replace climate warming diesel, which still powers 20% of journeys in Germany. Built as a zero emission mode of transport, the trains mix hydrogen on board with oxygen present in the ambient air, thanks to a fuel cell installed in the roof. This produces the electricity needed to pull the train. Regional rail operator LNVG said the fleet, which cost 93 million euros, would prevent 4,400 tons of CO2 being released into the atmosphere each year. Good move. 
not sure if this next one is a good move, but here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. The United States. Uh, no, exclude me. Let's just say the Biden administration has announced nearly $3 billion in new military aid to Ukraine, with President Joe Biden saying the assistance aims to help the country defend against Russia's invasion over the long term as the war entered its seventh month. In a statement on Wednesday, as Ukraine marked its independence from the Soviet Union, Biden said the $2.98 billion package would allow Kiev to acquire air defense systems, artillery systems and munitions, counter unmanned aerial systems and radars. This is the single largest U.S. aid package for Ukraine since Russian forces, and that's a lie right there, but anyway, let me keep reading, since Russian forces began their full-scale military invasion of the country in February. I know this Independence Day is bittersweet for many Ukrainians as thousands have been killed or wounded, millions have been displaced from their homes, and so many others have fallen victim to Russian atrocities and attacks. Biden said in the statement. But six months of relentless attacks have only strengthened Ukrainians' pride in themselves, in their country, and in their 31 years of independence. Al Jazeera's Kimberly Halkett, reporting from the White House, said the package marked a real shift in posture because the support will be used for buying and purchasing military equipment for the long term. Initially, what U.S. security assistance for Ukraine was focused on was immediate needs. In other words, the Pentagon supplied what it had in stock and shifted it over as quickly as possible, Halkett said. But now what this is going to be is the utilizing of U.S. Department of Defense contracts to purchase for the long term. Wednesday's announcement comes just days after Washington announced an additional $775 million in military aid to Kiev, with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying on Friday that the Biden administration was committed to helping Ukraine for as long as it takes. You know, sometimes people have the right names. Blinken. Are you a Blinken fool? Yeah. Anyway, a senior U.S. defense official told reporters that the package will include, and we've heard this before, surveillance drones, anti-tank missiles, as well as for the first time, mine-resistant vehicles. The conflict in Ukraine has entered a war of attrition, Melinda Herring, Deputy Director of the Atlantic Council's Eurasia Center, told Al Jazeera on the completion of six months of the Russian invasion. With much of the focus now on the country's south and the fate of Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There goes our tax dollars again. <laughs> I don't know where they're getting these figures from, right? But they're saying that in total, the U.S. has committed approximately $10.6 billion. So what was the other 40-something billion for? What was that for? I don't know if they realize that some of us do keep a check. Probably not as um, detailed as we ought. But, but, but some of us have been keeping a tally. We've been tabulating here. Um, in total, the U.S. has committed approximately $10.6 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since the beginning of the Biden administration in January 2021. Who is doing the math? Because the math ain't mathing. So if we have only committed 
unfortunately, I have to put myself in it because it's our taxpaying dollars. But if this article is saying approximately 10.6, and I'm sure we can go back to previous recordings of articles that were read, reported by Al Jazeera, reported by CNN, reported by WSVN, reported by BBC, and every other news agency, we are over 44 million. So what happened? Now it's just 10.6 billion. I mean, I said 44 million. I'm sorry, 44 billion. So now it's just 10.6 billion. Am I crazy or am I dreaming? I don't know. I really don't know. You're strengthening them while weakening us. You done lost two seats in New York and that story is coming up. What else do you want to lose? What else do you want to lose? You're strengthening the Ukrainians while weakening the Americans. I said it the other day. Can we just go ahead and make them another state in the union and call it a day? Let's just do that. Please. <sighs> Next story, Al Jazeera. A team from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, will meet Sri Lanka's president for talks to finalize a bailout package, including restructuring debt of about $29 billion amid the nation's worst financial crisis in more than 70 years. The second such IMF visit in three months comes on Wednesday as the Indian Ocean Island scrambles to lock in a staff-level pact with the global lender for a possible $3 billion program to pave its way out of the crisis. The IMF team will meet with the president and a finance ministry delegation later on. Ah, uh, yeah, I hope they, because they really need to rebound, really need to rebound. Now, remember, I think it was this week I said, you know, we probably need to think about doing a nationwide strike because strikes are what seem to work. Well, they do work in third world countries, quote unquote. Well, right now, South Africa is on the verge of experiencing that. What impact will a nationwide strike have on South Africa's economy? South Africa's powerful trade federations have called for a national shutdown. Thousands of South Africans have joined a protest march organized by trade unions. They are frustrated by rising unemployment, increasing food and fuel costs, and daily power outages. Rallies have been staged across the country with the largest taking place in the legislative capital, Cape Town, and the executive capital, Pretoria. Two powerful trade union federations had called for a total shutdown of the economy. They are demanding a cap on fuel prices, a stable electricity supply, and a basic minimum wage. But will the mass action take or make a difference? We need something like that here in the U.S. because, and I'm glad to see that it is the trade federations calling for this, right? Not just people getting up and saying they're striking. They're organizing this. Shut the whole country down until y'all ready to listen to us. It's going to hurt. But sometimes these are the measures we have to take to have our voices heard as people. I can't, and it, this is a global issue global no government wants to listen to its people until drastic measures are taken why 
We spoke about it yesterday. We asked the question yesterday. Why? Why does it have to get to that extreme for people to make us think they at least care a little bit? Not a lot, a little bit. I don't know. Not sure if anyone wants to make any comments on any of the stories on Clubhouse before I keep it moving. We need to take another quick music break. But if anybody wants to make a comment, please feel free to open your mic and go right ahead. And let me just say good morning to everyone just joining us. Thank you for tuning in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. So I, I take it everybody feels the way I do. You're like, what's the point? <laughs> Just keep it moving. <laughs> Here is Barrington Levy with Love the Life You Live. You, you might as well. Just got to just love it at this point. It's Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. We definitely need the music in the mix with the madness, a.k.a. the news. Coming up right after this, it is the stories out of North America. Keep it locked. listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And thank you to all the listeners logged on to FutureFM.net, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up, details of stories out of North America. Jamaican farm workers decry seismic level exploitation in Canada. Taxi driver who picked up Midtown Atlanta shooter said she was calm after the fatal incident. Uvalde school board fires police chief after mass shooting. Two New York Democrats ousted. Bye bye from U.S. House in primary losses. 
Two dead and three hurt in shooting in front of D.C. senior residents. And judge blocks enforcement of Idaho's abortion ban in a medical emergencies day before it was set to take effect. time for us to get into the details of stories out of North America and we are starting off with this one. Jamaican farm workers decry seismic level exploitation in Canada and this story is courtesy of Al Jazeera. We highlighted it last week but it doesn't seem as though anything has anything has been done because now it is on the international platform and I know Carl Samuda went to Canada so uh, let's see. All right here we go. Jamaican agricultural workers say they face conditions akin to systematic slavery on Canadian farms as they call on Jamaica to address systemic problems in a decades-old migrant labor program in Canada. In a letter sent to um, Jamaica's Minister of Labor and Social Security earlier this month, workers affiliated with rights group Migrant Workers Alliance for Change said they have been treated like mules on two farms in Ontario, Canada's most populous province. We are treated like mules and punished for not working fast enough. We are exposed to dangerous pesticides without proper protection and our bosses are verbally abusive, swearing at us. They physically intimidate us, destroy our personal property, and threaten to send us home. This is what the letter read. This was first reported on by Jamaican and Canadian news outlets and now has been shared with Al Jazeera. The workers who were not named for fear of retribution are employed under what's known as the Seasonal Agricultural Worker Program, SAWP, which allows Canadian employers to hire temporary migrant workers from Mexico and 11 countries in the Caribbean to fill gaps in the country's agricultural labor market. Foreign workers brought to Canada through SAWP can have jobs for up to eight months in the year, and many people have been coming to the country for decades under the scheme. Workers from other countries can come to Canada through other temporary migrant labor programs. As it stands, 
SAWP is systematic slavery. The Jamaican farm workers said in their letter, which came days before the country's labor minister, Carl Sumudo, came to Canada to tour farms employing workers from Jamaica. We work for eight months on minimum wage and can't survive for the four months back home. The SAWP is exploitation at a seismic level. Employers treat us like we don't have any feelings, like we're not human beings. We're robots to them. They do not care about us. Between 50,000 and 60,000 foreign agricultural laborers go to Canada each year on temporary permits to work in a range of sectors, from the planting and harvesting of fruits and vegetables to meat processing. Canada exported more than $63.3 billion U.S. or uh, $82.2 billion Canadian in agriculture and food products in 2021, making it the fifth largest exporter of agri-food in the world. Yet, foreign workers say they are forced to live in crowded substandard housing, to work long hours in in unsafe conditions, to receive unfair wages, and to bring and to face being deported or barred from coming back to Canada for the next season if they raise concerns with their employers. Syed Hussan, who is the executive director of the MWAC Rights Group, said these workers are tied to their employers, which means they are effectively not allowed to work for anyone else in Canada. It is incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to assert any rights at work as a result of this, he told Al Jazeera. So people have to accept conditions of abuse and violence leading to even death because of the immense power imbalance between them and their employers. Hussan said MWAC has documented the deaths of at least three agricultural workers this month alone, while 12 have died over the past year. Al Jazeera could not independently verify those figures, but against the backdrop, Hussan said the Jamaican farm workers' letter is incredibly courageous. It shows that not only are migrants facing abuse and violence and death, but they're also organizing and fighting back in organizations like ours and taking risks because it is imperative, he said, adding, however, that neither the Canadian or Jamaican governments have responded to MWAC or the workers. Contacted for comment about the letter, the Office of Canada's Minister of Employment, Carla Qualtroff, told Al Jazeera in an email that the mistreatment or abuse of temporary foreign workers is unacceptable and that federal officials are in communication with the provincial government who oversees investigations into workplace complaints on this matter. Qualtroff's office also said Ottawa, which in 2021 set aside $38.1 million or $49.5 million Canadian over three years to boost support for migrant workers, is trying to improve the program and ensure workers are protected. In the last year, we have strengthened the workplace uh, inspection process, expanded the TFW, which is Temporary Foreign Worker, tip line to provide services in multiple languages and are increasing support for migrant worker organizations, it said, among other things. In their letter, the farm workers had called in Samuda, Jamaica's labor minister, to push Canada to implement national housing standards, create an anonymous system to report abuse without the threat of retribution, make it easier to change employers, and allow the workers to represent themselves in contract negotiations, 
among other measures. They also demanded the Canadian government grant them permanent residency upon arrival in the country. The Jamaican Ministry of Labour and Social Security did not respond to Al Jazeera's emailed requests for comment on the letter and Samuda's visit to Canadian farms in mid-August. So, to no avail. To no avail. It's not as though it wasn't brought to the attention, to the forefront last week. It was. And it was brought to the forefront because of the death. What is the Jamaican government planning to do about this? Um, my hope is that now that it's on the global platform, Al Jazeera News, they will be forced to be um, to put it at the top of the list, to prioritize the concerns, to address it. That, that's what I'm hoping for. But one thing about, you know, as I was reading the part that the, about them organizing and, you know, for the pushback and the fight back, you know, I thought about it. Yeah, we in the Caribbean, we're a little different. Made up a little different differently. There is only so much we're going to tolerate. And you can't have change unless you're brave. And that's the truth. Things will never change unless someone or people, a group of people, are willing to step up and be the change. And the thing is, the change is not going to be just for them. It's also going to be for those who are going to come behind them. So I applaud them. I support them. Now, I do hope that the Jamaican government will advocate for them and fight for them and go into proper negotiation. Now, my question, this body that goes in and inspects the property, what are they looking for? What exactly are they looking for? Are they really doing an inspection? Are they looking at housing conditions? Are they observing from a distance to see how people are really treated because we all know you know oh the boss is coming so tidy up your desk or straighten up yourself and look presentable you know that that's a recurring thing that's done in every sector impress the boss impress the visitors make things look shiny bring out that brasso and shine down the silver because dinner is going to be served tonight and then as soon as the guests leave, put the china back in the cabinet, polish off the sterling silver and put it back in its tray, its velvet tray, cover it, put it back in its storage, bring back out the paper plates and the plastic cups. That's how it is. So the inspectors are, need to do pop-ups. That's what needs to be done. Pop-ups. Now, if possible, I would suggest that these farm workers go ahead and videotape what they can, not videotape themselves on TikTok like I saw over the weekend with baskets full of peach and trying, you know, having a grand old time because then people are going to say, well, y'all look happy there. Don't look as though there's a problem. So make your mind of what you're going to put out. You got to put out the right content if you want to be fought for. Right? That's all I'm going to say. My two cents. But I'm a 
keep it moving. <laughs> the taxi cab driver never imagined being part of a breaking news story, but he found himself in the spotlight on Monday afternoon after picking up the Midtown Atlanta shooter. Gals Patrick Menido told Channel 2 in Atlanta he believed it to be a typical passenger pickup from a Midtown, Midtown hotel on 14th Street. He said, I was the last person with her and I spoke with her for a long time. It turned out the passenger was Raisa Kengney, one of Manido's regulars. This lady, she's always calm, he said. According to dashcam video obtained by Channel 2, Kengney is seen getting into Manido's cab after fatally shooting two and injuring one individual. I looked again. I knew that was her, Manido said. Audio clips reveal Atlanta police officers asking the driver about his passenger during an exchange with Atlanta Checkered Cab's dispatcher. Police asked if any drivers picked up a woman wearing a striped shirt, according to the company. In Midtown Atlanta, the 34-year-old Kengney allegedly shot Michael Shiners and Michael Horn, the building engineer and property manager of 1280 West Condos, causing chaos and a shelter-in-place order. She allegedly shot Wesley Freeman at an office at 110 Peach Street, Peachtree Street after holding an individual at gunpoint in the management office. Both Shiners and Freeman passed away from their injuries, unfortunately. As of Wednesday morning, Horn is still in the hospital. Manito claims that Kengney is from his native Cameroon or from native Cameroon. They traveled to um, a house on Robin Hood Road northeast in Ansley Park. After he picked her up from the hotel, he was told that it was her lawyer's residence. Afterward, they went to the airport where she paid her $48 fare with a $100 bill. Shortly after, she was seen being arrested at the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Uvalde, Texas, back on the news. Thank you, Associated Press, for this update. The Uvalde School District's embattled police chief was fired Wednesday following allegations that he made several critical mistakes during the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School that left 19 students and two teachers dead. The Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District's Board of Trustees said it voted unanimously to dismiss police chief Pete Arredondo. Arredondo is the first officer dismissed over the hesitant and fumbling law enforcement response to one of the worst school shootings in U.S. history. Only one other officer, Uvalde Police Department Lieutenant Mariano Pargas, who was in the city's acting police chief on the day of the massacre, is known to have been placed on leave for their actions during the shooting. Arredondo, who has been on leave from the district since June 22, has faced blistering criticism since the May 24 massacre, most notably for not ordering officers to immediately breach the classroom where an 18-year-old gunman carried out the attack. Colonel Steve McCraw, director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, has said Arredondo oversaw the law enforcement response to the attack. Not sure why it took so long for them to get rid of him. My question, though, is, and I wish they would have disclosed it because I sh I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering, is he terminated, fired, and still going to get his benefits package? Right? Just asking. Just want to know. 
took y'all long enough? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the sad part of this story is I think he would have been a fall guy whether he had breached it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's unfortunately someone was going to have to take a fall for this. Well, isn't that what's supposed to happen, Javette? You the leader. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Yep. Follow the leader, leader, leader. Follow. <laughs> what's that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Works in carnival, folks. Not in real life. Yeah. Arredondo. You gonna lose your job. You lost it. Yeah. Only thing is, I want more details surrounding what he will be allowed or what has been taken from him with relation to the firing. Yeah. So two New York Democrats, bye-bye, ousted from U.S. House in primary losses. The story courtesy of the Associated Press. In a cluster of contentious Democratic primaries on Tuesday, two New York incumbents were ousted from the U.S. House after redistricting shuffled congressional districts in one of the nation's largest liberal states. Rep. Carolyn Maloney, a 15-term incumbent who chairs a powerful House committee, lost to longtime colleague Rep. Jerry Nadler, while Rep. Mondar Jones, a first-time progressive, was one of the first openly gay black members of Congress, was defeated by Daniel Goldman, a former federal prosecutor who served as counsel to House Democrats in the first impeachment inquiry against Donald Trump. In other races in the state, the chair of the House Democrats campaign arm, Sean Patrick Maloney, survived a primary challenge of his own from a progressive. Democrats held on to a swing district in a special election at least for a few more months. Okay, In Florida, an incumbent Republican narrowly defeated a far-right provocateur. Meanwhile, U.S. Rep. Matt Gates, a conservative firebrand, won his primary with the specter of a federal investigation looming over him. Mm, shake it up, shake it up. What's that? Why is it that I have these songs flooding in my head? Shake it up, baby, now. Who sang that song? <laughs> the people actually went out and fought for Matt Gates. <laughs> Shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, Dre. Shake it up, shake it up. <laughs> Expect the unexpected, Dre. Expect the unexpected. Oh, my God. Why is that song stuck in my head and I can't seem to get rid of it? Yeah. Chubby Checker. Ah, thank you, Javette. Shake it up, baby, now. What's the rest? <laughs> I'm just stuck on that one line. Twist and shout. Twist and see. Thank you, Javette. Thank you. Case to have youth in your favor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Dre, why are you surprised? If you can speak. I I, I don't even know if I'm surprised. <laughs> like it's just you're not surprised. You just hope for the best. Like. You know, you just see, see things sometimes like, really? <laughs> we still doing this? You know? <laughs> Dre, remember, hope for the best, but what? What's, what's the next line? Prepare for the worst. Ah, there you go. 
my gosh. Yeah. Am I say- <laughs> Go ahead, Dre. Think about Charlie Chris. You think about Charlie Chris against DeSantis. <laughs> let, let me say this. And probably, you know, I would be argued with and say, come on, make a more intelligent comment. But let me say this. We take anything over DeSantis right about no. <laughs> and what pissed me off or what has me um upset with DeSantis right now is that speech. And I have been replaying that speech over and over and over and over again in my head. And bottom line, and if I am wrong, please tell me so. But that clip that I played, was it yesterday I played the clip throughout the day? Yes, throughout the show yesterday, I think so. That clip that I played, all I kept hearing was racism, 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 racism being pushed down our throats. What I And the more I, I thought about it, woke comes to florida to die it's as though you're telling the illiterates who live in the boondocks to come out with their rifles and shoot black people i'm sorry that's the more i thought about it it's the more that just kept coming up in my head i may be wrong dre you heard the speech right dre i heard part of it but you know i don't really tune into them like that you know you know, but I, I heard it. I heard it. I heard part of it. At first, you know, we had the conversation yesterday. And I was like, okay, all right. But then as the day progressed, for some reason, stuck in my head. And all I'm hearing is get rid of black folks because black folks are the ones that use the word woke. You know, it's a part of our speech. Stay woke. But here he is telling a group of Republican supporters who we know are predominantly white that woke Florida is where woke comes to die. You are literally granting open season on black people. That's what I got from it at the end of the day. That's what keeps coming to the forefront. Sorry. I can't help well- it. When I was listening to it, that didn't really come. To it. I, I think it was just talking about like cancel culture and all these people think that you know they're woke. They they know stuff which they really don't. That's you know. But I didn't listen it in its full entirety, so you know. Yeah. That's why I can't really comment much on it. But when when he, when when he started out, you know, that's what I was taking from it first. You know, the, the whole cancel cancel culture and all of those things that's going on right now. Yeah. I'm with you because that's what I was thinking. When we ha- we were having the discussion, I was fine. I was fine hearing the different perspectives and the different um, interpretations and what everybody gathered from. I was fine. It's after the show that I wasn't fine. And I started thinking about it, Dre. And it really bothered me. I don't know. Because when you think about cancel culture, we understand the terms. And we under, you know, I think I want to say that we have common sense. But when I think about the illiterates in the boondocks, those are the people who are ignorant. I'm sorry, I can't put it any better. Those are the people that I'm grossly concerned for because they don't have the capacity to understand the way we do what he's trying trying to say. Or is that what he's really trying to say? You know what I mean? And that is what concerns me. That is the part. 
That's the fear that I have as it relates to people of color, the brown and black communities. You know, because if you have educated people, much less taking jabs and attacks on us, what say those who are less ed educated and know and just hang on to every word some people say? And I do have to do a wrap up. I do apologize one moment. Gotta say thank you to all our listeners who tuned in to Coffee and Tone on Future FM 98.9, FutureFM.net in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. This is Moments with me signing off with you until next week, Thursday, when we meet again, 9 a.m. Eastern. I do invite you to continue listening on QMZRadio.com or JanoRadio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O. Or if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, Come on over and join us on Clubhouse. The app is available in your Google and Apple store. I want it too, but the wicked is slack. I need a one, two, three, how I'm mad. I want a dude who would do me in his van. I sat back and hang to his biz like a man. Yeah. If you love it, I'll hurt me one time. I'll hurt me if you want the wicked, that's wine. I know it's been a while, but baby, never mind. Cause tonight, tonight, me yucky, you the whole line, yo. Satisfaction of every girl dream Me love to put it on, make them wiggle and scream Well, me get a call from sexy Maxine She never misses from me and sign machine She's a beanie I want a dude with the wickedest slang I need a one, two, three, how a man I want a dude who would time me to the fan I thought back and hang to his face like a man I want a dude with the wickedest slang I need a one, two, three, how a man I want a dude who would do me in his van I thought back and hang to his face like a man she want a man to put her in a chance. A man who no fit turn around and make she belly dance. Road boy loving with a little romance. She want to get wild but she never had a chance. Well, she said she never had it so deep. So right now I'm the man she definitely want to keep. Her ex-boyfriend used to come and drop asleep. That's when me fear just start beat. She said, I want a dude with the wickedest slam. I need a one, two, three, how I'm mad. I want a dude who would time it to the fan. I got back and hang to his biz like a man. Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Hi, Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday. We play music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And we soon continue with the rest of the news out of North America. Keep it locked. Thank you, everyone, for your patience, and thank you so much for tuning in. All right, Dre, I know you were speaking. <laughs> 
Go right ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying um, um, the, the first part I was listening, I just equated it to him talking about this whole woke, um, the whole cancel culture and people just being overly sensitive about every every single thing you, you know um nowadays people can't take a little criticism uh anything you say they want to like out out you and stuff like that so that's what i think he was referring to okay uh, in some essence i agree but i didn't listen to it in its um entirety entirety okay. because can um this whole culture thing is uh, sometimes people are just too woke they don't even know what the hell to do with themselves <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's, it's dangerous, you know. They, they they think they're woke or they think they know, and it's just like you you can't do or say anything. You can't criticize. You can't have an opinion. You you you, you can't give. You can't ever give good advice because if they feel offended, they they come at you. So you know that's what I think he was um, referring to. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Thank but you for putting that in perspective he, he, for me. Yeah, but he has trigger words, though. Yeah. He has very good trigger words that he used to while up that little base. Because I remember the last time with Gillum, mm -hmm. he said something like, well, Gillum is coming to monkey up the thing. Oh. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what? That's very offensive, but you know you're brilliant. You're going to while up that little base. You know that little racist base. You know, to, so they have like little words that they say sometimes that will go over your head. So I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But in his role, right? And if I'm not sure if it's intentional, I I think it's intentional. His choice of words. Nobody on his team can say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey." No, 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 no. We may not want to use those words or use that word because there is a cause and effect right you use that word it may this may happen because there are some people who are super sensitive hypersensitive there are some people who are looking to hold on to every single word you say don't you think there should be some amount of responsibility with the words they use their choice of words what do you think if you're a Democrat, yes. If you're a Republican, no. Ah, they, they, okay. You you know because if you the, the 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 especially the woke culture that he's talking about is really affecting the the the, the Democratic base with the 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 far right, the far left liberals, mm -hmm. you know. So um, if you're a Democrat, if you do or say certain things, you know, if you, if you wave to a lady and say hi, they're they're ready to kick you out. You, you know, <laughs> but with the Republicans, they're more like they more have tough skin to me, you know, and they go against the whole thing, the whole cancel culture, just do and say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And in some essence, it worked because I think some people can can be can't be canceled, like for like entertainment, I think. 50 cents can be canceled. Just do I say anything. And it been like that. Yeah. So so when he says something now, yeah, people wild up or whatever, but it just go underneath the rug. But somebody else says something, now they get canceled. So like with Republicans, like they just do whatever they want and it works for them. Works for them. You know, you have a valid point there. I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. It has been working. So why change it, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
Yep. Two people were killed and three others injured on Wednesday in a shooting in front of a senior citizen center and near several schools in the nation's capital. The Metropolitan Police Department said Wednesday's shooting happened in the Truxton Circle neighborhood of Washington in front of a residence for senior citizens and near several high schools. The shooting happened just before 1 p.m. when a black SUV pulled up in front of the senior residence and two men hopped out and opened fire. Executive Assistant Police Chief Ashan Benedict related the incident. A total of five men were shot. Two died at the scene and three others were taken to area hospitals and were being treated Wednesday afternoon for their injuries. Benedict said police were still trying to collect evidence at the scene and working to identify a definitive motive, but said the area is known to officers as an open-air drug market. Officers routinely make arrests there for the sale of narcotics, and investigators believe the shooting was related to those drug sales. He said, this is an ongoing problem. Our next story, courtesy of CNN, judge blocks enforcement of Idaho's abortion ban in medical emergencies a day before it was set to take effect. A U.S. District Court on Wednesday evening granted a Biden administration request temporarily blocking Idaho's ban on abortion in situations where the ban conflicts with federal standards for emergency care. This court is not grappling with the larger questions about a right to an abortion, U.S. District Judge B. Lynn Windmill wrote in handing down a preliminary injunction. Rather, the court is called upon to address a far more modest issue, whether Idaho's criminal abortion statute conflicts with a small but important corner of federal legislation. It does. The Biden administration had challenged parts of Idaho's abortion ban, The ban was set to take effect today under a law known as the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act, or EMTALA, which establishes emergency care requirements for certain health care providers. Windmill said Wednesday that the Justice Department was likely to succeed in its argument that Idaho's abortion ban criminalized abortion care that physicians are obligated to offer in medical emergencies under EMTALA. In short, given the extraordinarily broad scope of Idaho Code 18622, neither the state nor the legislature have convinced the court that it is possible for healthcare workers to simultaneously comply with their obligations under EMTALA and Idaho statutory law. The state law must therefore yield to federal law to the extent of that conflict. The Idaho Attorney General's office declined to comment on Wednesday when asked by CNN whether it planned to appeal the order. Good. Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. good. That's a win right there. Because when you think about it, it's as though they're removing the decision from doctors to politicians, to the law. The law determines if you need <laughs> to terminate a pregnancy because of, an imed- because of a medical emergency. The law determines if you're going to live or die. Not the doctors anymore. Kind of like insurance companies. Insurance companies approve the s- elective surgeries that you need to get. 
even though the doctor is telling them you need the surgery, the insurance company is like, mm, I don't think, I'm not, I don't think Javette needs that surgery. Yeah. Nah, she doesn't. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We're not paying for that. She doesn't need it. So why do we need doctors? Why don't we just have the insurance companies take care of us then? Well, same thing I'm going to say here. Have the lawmakers take care of us. We don't need doctors. You know, because doctors went to school for 10, 12 years. They don't know a damn thing. They don't know what they're talking about. The doctor is saying it's a medical emergency. We need to terminate. And I said no. <laughs> what do we need doctors for so this is a win this is a win we'll take it are we going to take another quick music break to get back on schedule when we return we have business and tech news along with health and science news who semadon cut your ranks here we go how am I trying to do? Try to test me. You want to test the rocket launcher? Well, let me tell you something. You're the original butcher. We have the chopper. Lord of mercy. Hear this. Wait, the man. Who that I come? Wait, the man. Who don't think me did done? Wait, the man. Who that I come? Wait, the man. Who don't think me did done? Me come fit and up. Say DJ go and go sit down. Me come fit and up. Tell them to pack up and run. Me come fit and up. DJ go and go sit down. Me come fit and up. Tell them to pack up and run. No. Put up and chat come off of the right. Me have two stick out and the might. Admiral, come off of the left before me use the bama and box it in the depth. He's a grindsman, him a centred me electric chain, me go shock him to death. Wait the man, who that a come? Wait the man. I had to pull up this next one. It's a favorite of mine, Baby Sham. I don't know, Baby Sham is one of those artists where the older he gets, the better looking he gets. Came in my mind, so I had to pull him up. Sorry. One dose three times a week And that will make you feel complete Believe me Everybody knows say it's good for headache It's nice when you get a one dose when you wake Some man no good so them gala fear fake Come on dude, give me a break That's why gala stick out my home And I blow up my phone Cause she want the vitamin S Gala want smoke my cigar And I run down my car Cause she want the vitamin S Gala unbutton her skirt And I pop off my shirt Cause she want the vitamin S Y'all not take no less cause I could distress them one them vitamin S. What do you yeah? Nikki come check me, she never have no vice. Need a injection, forget her energize. Just one dose and we start exercise. She wake up to a neighborhood with her nice. Apart together and reach for the skies. Give me some squat now for firm up the ties. Listen to me good, me I tell all the guys. Joke them right, make them go fantasize. Y'all a stick out my home and I blow up my phone cause she want the vitamin S. 
I think I can squeeze in one more. Here is Frisco Kid with Little and Cute. One more before we get back to the details. Business and Tech coming right up. to all of our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for music while you work or play to help you get through your day log on to qmzradio.com johnoradio.com download the Jano radio app available in your apple and google play stores j-a-h-k-n-o take us on the go of course, I gotta say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday right here on Coffee in Tow, hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday. We're playing songs from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. It is time for business and tech news. Here we go. So we announced the good news yesterday, but for those who missed it, here is some more. President Biden, excuse me, President Biden cancels $10,000 in student loan debt for borrowers making less than $125,000. Recent graduates and soon-to-be graduates, President Biden has announced a student loan forgiveness plan, which could impact you and millions of others. Student loans have burdened many students and graduates across the country. In a world where higher education is valued, loans make it unbearable to cope. But President Biden is making more strides toward keeping one promise regarding his presidency to-do list, student loan forgiveness. His latest plan impacts students that make less than $125,000 to be rid of $10,000 in debt. Borrowers who currently hold loans from the Department of Education and make less than 125k are eligible to receive money off their loans, which is a massive amount to people. The news comes on Wednesday as President Biden has addressed one of the week's most searched and talked about topics. There is a plus for borrowers that obtain Pell Grants. They are eligible for up to $20,000 off in loans. 
In addition to the great news, the Biden administration announced that undergraduate federal loans can cap their payment at 5% of their monthly income. That's according to CNN. Also, the Biden administration is extending the pandemic era pause on loans until December 2022. It will be the final extension for now or until the administration gives another update. In remarks, I'm going to tell you when the next one going to be, 2024. In remarks at the White House, Biden clarified that cutting the federal budget deficit will pay for the student relief plan. We pay for it by what we've done. Last year, we cut the deficit by more than $350 billion. This year, we're on track to cut it by more than $1.7 trillion by the end of this fiscal year. The single largest deficit reduction in a single year in the history of America, President Biden said. He adds, and the Inflation Reduction Act is going to cut it by another $300 billion over the next decade. He then compared student loan forgiveness to pandemic loan forgiveness, helping small businesses that needed help. I will never apologize for helping working Americans and middle class, especially not the same folks who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that mainly benefited the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations. That slowed the economy or slowed the economy, didn't do a hell of a lot for economic growth, and wasn't paid for and racked up by this enormous deficit. Indeed, the student loan forgiveness plan will help hardworking students in some way, if not all. So for me, then it means the $5,000 balance I have left will go out the door. Am I right? I hope so. It depends on your combined income with you and your husband. Good morning. We broke. If your com if your combined tax, I'm sorry, I just jumped in. Were you finished? No, something? go ahead. No, go ahead. Go okay, because right this this was like the great thing that I heard on the news this morning. Jill Schlesinger, she's like the business analyst for CBS. Yes. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be throwing out other stations. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we mentioned them anyway on... as our sources. So hey. Oh, okay. Right so as a married couple, your combined be more than the hundred and twenty-five thousand. You know, you rich. So <laughs> <laughs> my daddy rich. God my daddy. He sure rich. He owned right. the world. <laughs> and and if you're still if you're a student uh-huh. and you're still being claimed by your parents, it's gonna go by your parents' income. Okay. Um what I love about this um, at least for my daughter, that will cut some money off for her loan. Because yes. remember I told you that loan went away? Nah, yeah. they just moved it to somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they shuffled it around like a deck of cards? They, yeah, they shuffled it around. So um, I don't know if you have the website, but um, Jill Schlesinger this morning said that the Biden administration claims they already have the names mm-hmm. of people that are eligible but she still recommends that people go to this website please pin it can you pin it can you pin it can you pin it if you're able to please pin it pin it pin it okay i'll do that yeah and there's there's something that you have to fill out just to make sure you're part of this because in my thing i'm wondering if 
once the money run out, you're not eligible. You know, like what they did with the personal PPP loans yeah. during the pandemic. Yep, yep. So yep. that part, she didn't really specify. Okay, so I just jumped over to CNN Politics. Uh, let me see. CNN, hold on, dot com forward slash politics. Let's see here. Go, let me see. Please let me find that speed. Listen to me think. These things are so annoying when you swear. You... Okay, my fingertips are too big. <laughs> okay, I left out one and Lego. Whatever. Uh, okay, let me see if I can find it here. Because I think I see, I, I think there is a play link. Or uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm slow today. I don't know why. Um, hmm. Oh, I know an easier way to get to it. Uh, sometimes the world works with you and other times it doesn't. But I will not be defeated. 2022. Uh, she also said that the site crash yesterday of course because there's <laughs> millions of people but she said keep trying just to make sure that you will be part of this and i just pinned it hopefully it works okay yeah um appreciate that javette because however we can spread the word because everybody who qualifies should take advantage of it whatever it is um since we you know we got to get what we can before you hear oh ran out and more money goes over to um Ukraine. So <laughs> exactly. And they also mentioned part of your Pell Grant being um, have some type of relief as well, mm -hmm. which I don't remember if the Pell Grant had to be paid back. I thought that was the free money. So I'm I not thought, really yeah, sure. I thought Pell was yeah. free. If it says grant, it's supposed to be free. That's yeah. what I thought, you know? Yeah. Unless that's a lie we've been told. I don't know. All right. I've been out of school for a while, so I don't really know. Okay. You know something? The devil is really trying me today, and I'm not in it with him. Really not in it with him today. No, what what, what they said that if you receive Pelt Grant, you're getting a, uh, you could uh, receive an additional $10,000 off whatever loan you got. Okay. Ooh, that's going to be so great for my daughter. All right, I think I found it. Here we go. Let me see. Let me see. I hope this is it. Attention foodies. Okay, With please excuse the commercial. That's playing. CNN's website. And other magical melty stuff. Arby's is now officially a eats Arby's? restaurant. Chef Smooch, Arby's. We I've never seen anybody in the Arby's restaurant. It's in it, and who okay. will it help? Now, look, this is $10,000 of student debt relief if you didn't receive Pell Grants and you're earning less than $125,000 a year. If you went to college and you received Pell Grants, right, these are low-income students, it's $20,000 trying to address inequality here in this, in this relief. The forgiveness applies only if you're earning less than one hundred twenty-five dollars and the student loan pause that has been since the pandemic, that will be done at the end of December. So January 1st, if you have student loans, you're going to have to start making those payments here again. So this is going to affect something like 20 million people
will now have a zero balance on their student loans. 20 million people, 43 million people overall qualify in some way for all of this. Yeah, a huge percentage of people who hold student debt have $20,000 or less. That's right. And so immediately, this is breathing space in the budget for those people. And when you talk about Pell Grants, again, people who have Pell Grants, everyone who has a Pell Grant knows they have a Pell Grant, yeah. first of all. People who don't may not know what it is, but it helps lower-income people specifically pay for college roughly $60,000 or less, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. So that's, that's in a, trying to address the fact that mo a lot of people with student loan debt are middle-class Americans, right? And so you want to make sure that uh, you're helping people on the lower end of the income, uh, income ladder, too. Okay, who doesn't this help? Well, this doesn't help anybody who um, went to a state school and paid for all of it, anybody who paid off all of their student loan debt, or, as many people have criticized, people who couldn't go afford to go to college in the first place and didn't and chose a different path. And there are some who are saying that's taxpayers basically subsidizing people who are rich enough to go to college in the first place. You know, Mitch McConnell made this point. He called it student loan socialism. And you've heard from some Republicans and a few Democrats that it's just not fair, a slap in the face to every family who sacrificed to save for college, every graduate who paid their debt, and every American who chose a certain career path or volunteered to serve their armed forces in order to avoid taking on debt. The policy is astonishingly unfair. That's what uh, Mitch McConnell says. There are others who criticize it, saying it will be inflationary. Goldman Sachs out with a big report this morning. A lot of other economists saying, in the long term, it might be a little bit or maybe a wash. Remember, Joe Biden made this promise before inflation was a real problem. There is something to be said for starting those student loan payments again uh, in January. That'll take a little money out of people's budgets. That could be counter-inflationary. We'll have to wait and see. The most important thing about this was getting some of that debt off the books of young right. people who are being held back by it. And if we get, for one moment, there's a ton of student debt out there. Student yeah. debt is the second highest amount of debt after mortgages, correct? That's right. And you know why? It's because it costs so much to go to college. This does not address the root of the problem. And this is a very big problem in the American economy. We have just now forgiven a whole bunch of student loan debt, which is going to help people uh, get some breathing space, as I said, in their budgets. But the winners are the colleges that just keep raising tuition again and again and again. You know, we know the value of a college degree is so important. We know you make so much more money over the course of your, of your working lifetime if you have a college degree. We push for, for kids to get college degrees if it's appropriate for them. And we allow them to take on sometimes debt that it would be almost physically impossible uh, to pay back, especially people who go on to graduate school. This doesn't do anything to get no, the colleges to figure doesn't. out their problem with this, this exploding tuition cost. I understand. I read this morning that the website for the, the federal loans, yeah. uh, you know, it broke down because yeah. so many people were checking. Is it clear yet how people find out how they get this money or, or get forgiven for this money? So even young people around here are signing up for these alerts from the Department of Education so that they can find out, um, get any update about when this is going to happen. They're going to have to roll out some kind of a portal soon. Uh, they're telling people to go talk to your loan servicer Find out, you know, do you have private loans? Do you have public loans or, you know, federal loans? Figure out what your loan package looks like so you can see what needs to be, um, what needs to be forgiven and where you are. But you need to really be aware that you're going to start paying payments again in January after several years of not paying any payments. That's something that people need to start getting set up. All right. Thank you, CNN. Appreciate that. Thank you, Javette. Um, yeah. So... I can't get into my my <laughs> my lenders um, page at all. It's crashed. So I guess everybody's inundated right now. Understandably so. So for everyone here on Clubhouse, please go ahead, grab that link, save it on your notepad, on your phones, wherever. Make a note of it. Whether you can benefit from it, 
or you know someone who can benefit from it, please pass the information on, right? We're talking about um, changing the trajectory of people's lives, easing the financial burden. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, here for it and here for more. Um, for those who are, go, oh, one second, Javette. For those who are listening online, go ahead, log on to studentaid.gov. Keep trying. Don't give up. You have to understand when anything is being given, people are up for grabbing and you can't blame us, right? So it's studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov. Thank you so much, Javette. Go right ahead. I think Mitch O'Connell needed to just keep his mouth shut because me, for one, I don't care that I already paid off my loan. I don't care that I'm not taking a part of it. What I care is my daughter, everyone that came after her, everyone that came after me, that I I still have people that I went to college with (laughs) that still owe money. Just be happy that some of us or some people are going to be able to benefit from it. And the other side to this, there'd probably be years that they would never receive the money anyway. So the debt was going to be written off sooner or later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so Mitch O'Connell need to be quiet. Yep. Thank you. I agree, Javette. Oh, and Dre just put in the chat, studentaid.gov forward slash debt relief. Right. Studentaid.gov forward slash debt relief. Make a note of that. Please do not give up. When you go to the thing that I pinned in it, it opens right up. And then there's another, there's another thing that says, you know, press hair debt relief. Right. Perfect. Thank you very much, Javette. Thank you. Um, Dre appreciate it. Here's the problem, Javette. You know what rich people problem is? They're greedy. They they are the biggest complainers out there if you do anything for anybody. But when it's being done for them, you don't hear anything. You've never heard a rich person say, oh, no, don't give me the tax break. Give it to them. No, that's who want. They want everything for damn near free. It's a me, 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 more, 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 me, 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 more, 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 more mentality. That's how they think. They don't care two rats asses about anybody else because they only want it circulating among themselves. How dare you want to um, do better? No, they have no problem taking from the poor, but when it's time to turn around, Ooh, they got issue with issues with it. Everybody is a freeloader. They forget that they're freeloaders off of poor people. So his comment does not surprise me, Javette, does not surprise me. And and this $10,000, in all honesty, most of my cousins, my daughters, their friends, they're now going to grad school. They're going to med school. They're being <laughs> lawyers. They're going to they're going to be the people that are coming behind. They're taking up politics. So they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. So this $10,000, come on now. Exactly. I have one son graduating spring. He's rap- He's engineering. Um, thankfully, he went through on scholarships right through. Um, he probably had to pay $500 for this last semester out of pocket. That's it. That's it. 
So he won't have any student loan debt. My other son, son number one, oh yeah, I'm staring down not a barrel of a gun, but a damn cannon. You know those cannons that you see, that they used to use in the war? <laughs> those big old things? That's what I'm staring down because he's med school. And um, yeah. <sighs> and then next year, I have one going into college for engineering, IT. And then right behind him, I have, well, I have another one. So them two better know they better scrape up scholarships like crazy. It's back to me. So I'm going to have three in college, well, two in college next year. Yeah. And then by the following year, I'll have three in college. It ain't going nowhere. So when y'all see me on the intersections, mind your business, just you know, say, hey, moments, what's up here? Just drop something in the container. Don't don't ask me. Don't judge me. Don't say nothing to me. I'll just say thank you. Appreciate you. All right? It ain't easy around here. But it's the sacrifices we make, right? And you said something, um, Javette, that they're concerned about what about those who um, had to sacrifice to send their kids to college. Everybody had to sacrifice at one point. But if you're going to be hung up on that, you have a problem. You don't care about those who can benefit now and those to come. You're going to sit down and cry because you're a couple stacks down, which you already made back because you and your rich friends know how to get the breaks anyway. Selfish. That's what they are, Javette. I'm sorry. No other way to put it but selfish. So Capitol Records has cut ties with AI, artificial intelligence rapper, FN, I don't know if it's Mika or Mecca, after social media users called out the racist overtones implied by the caricature. The virtual rapper who has been depicted in scenes of police brutality and even uses the N-word in its raps made headlines after becoming the first artificially designed rapper to sign a major record deal. As the news went viral, critics quickly voiced their opinion online, calling the move offensive and an insult to the black community, pointing out the racial stereotypes performed by the rapper whose lyrics were written by an artificial intelligence program, but performed by a real human. Tuesday, New York Times music reporter Joey Coscarelli shared that Capital Music Group has severed ties with the FN Mika project, effective immediately. The label also apologized after activist group Industry Blackout called for a formal public apology. We offer our deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. We thank those who have reached out to us with constructive feedback in the past few days. Your input was invaluable as we came to the decision to end our association with the project. FN Mika or Mecca reportedly also suspended its Instagram page following the controversy. However, its creators Anthony Martini and Brandon Lee of the label Factory New have not spoken out. Just last week, Mecca or Mika dropped a song featuring real-life rapper Gunna. So Capitol Records. Capital. <laughs> Who you got on your team? 
who is sitting around that table when you go into these big board rooms with these long tables with about 30 chairs? Who is at the table? Are you telling me that you don't have any black people singing at that table telling you, ah, 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 ah. when you hit play for, to say, hey, let's listen to this and see if we should sign this caricature. No black person in there was in the room with y'all. Nobody. No, 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 nobody. So now I don't want to talk out the side of my mouth. Where, where's Google? Come here, Google. Ah. Um, are there any black artists signed to Capitol? Th that's what I want to know. Because clearly, probably not. So, I'm typing with one hand. Bear with me. Bear with me. Capitol Records have been around for a long time, so they have to have some black artists on it. I know that, but I want to make sure. Because wasn't, what's his name? Oh my gosh, what's that name? J Def, um, Terry Lewis and that duo that were huge behind um janet jackson's success what was the jimmy jam jimmy jam jimmy jam yes jimmy jam terry lewis one of them used to work at capitol if i'm not mistaken okay are there any black art remember they had beastie boys i think a little baby oh. son. okay um, beastie baby boys Beastie Boys. I thought Beastie Boys was white. My bad. Oh, okay. No, they white, but I'm oh, just right. saying they have hip hop um, background. All right. So, complete roster. So they have Babyface, mm -hmm. Three Breezy, Blue Bucks Clan, whoever that is, Capella Gray, uh. Deutsche, uh, Girls Love Dev, okay, K Flock, don't know who these people are, Masigo, Muski, Niger, Queen Niger, okay, Niska, uh, Slats, Z, oh my gosh, these names, um, TM882, Z, Young Fit, who the heck are these people? Anyway, so they do have a roster that has quite a few. <laughs> I know Masego and Queen Niger. Queen Niger, I know, but <laughs> So what's the hang up that the rapper was rapping and say the N word and all that stuff? Yeah. So Yeah, there are people in the room, but who 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 which one of those black people in the room gonna tell you it's not a bright idea? Like every rapper that come and say the N word. So Valid point. The people the people the people in the room you know the people in the room is going to support it anyways when the girls in the public kind of blow up in their face you know i think black people was in the room it's just they're not going to say anything so just part okay so let me ask the question have you guys seen the caricature is the caricature supposed to be a black person or a white person a mixed person i don't know it just Okay, I'm, I pulled up the caricature again. All right, let me let me pull it up and put it. And you all tell me what y'all think about. Look, look like a hip, uh, a black hippie to me. I, I don't know what it is. I oh. saw the caricature, the caricature, but I still don't know who's behind this thing. Okay, let me um put it up for those who haven't seen it because I don't know what it is. I really I looked at it and I'm like, what the heck is this? 
um when i saw the news yesterday i think i saw it yesterday that was the first ever uh what you call them what you call it a uh, ai rapper i was like i was trying i'm looking at it and i'm like what the heck is this what is it supposed to be um i don't know but uh, it has green eyes green hair tattoos all over the head um and the green hair is that supposed to be locks or plaques don't know what that is either it looks horrendous a tattoo under the left eye tattoo in the middle of the forehead um i don't know it, it doesn't look that bad to me i've seen people walking on the street looking like that so <laughs> like, it don't look that bad <laughs> like go that black let me stop let me stop let me stop let me stop let me behave myself i will not go down that street <sighs> defense, the defense to kodak he cleaned up he cut the dreads and <laughs> and all that stuff still got a face so you know what let me stop 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 stop, <laughs> stop. okay i'm trying to find this thing here because i really want people to look at you know hear what y'all do log on to Bala alerts um ig page and you if you scroll through you will see this mecca miko what was what, the proper pronunciation javet mika mecca i don't know eeny meeny miny mo i would assume <laughs> I'm sorry, Javek. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I really don't know. Dre, Dre's the music guy, right, Dre? That's in Mecca. Mecca, tell you something. <laughs> you got to go. Okay, so I pinned it at the top. What do y'all think about him? It's a young man that associates with the lyrics and voice. Hey, Orange. Hey, Orange. <sighs> what is that? What does it look like to you? What does it look like? <laughs> Have y'all looked at it? Green hair, green eyes, ring in the nose. Um, the teeth look alienish. I don't know. And the video um, clip that I saw, he's rapping in front of a Gucci rap. Is that a Lamborghini? Futuristic Lamborghini? Something like that. Whatever. You know what? You know, all right. Pick you up, they drop you down just like that. Okay, so Range Rover. Range Rover unveils its most expensive vehicle. Yeah. They're taking their luxury SUV models to new heights with the release of its 2022 Range Rover SV Carmel Edition. The captivating model will be available exclusively in the United States and only be owned by a select few. Range Rover will produce just 17 special edition vehicles priced at $345 thousand dollars ranking as the brand's most expensive automobile i don't care y'all can keep the range rover they got engine issues a man give me that him don't love me that's all i'ma say give me the three hundred and forty-five thousand. i'll go put it down on a house mm -hmm. 
So when I heard you say that this morning, I was like, what? A free car? He don't love you? He don't. <laughs> he don't. He want me broken down on the side of the road. <laughs> way back in the day, way, 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 way back in the day, Range Rovers were pretty cool, right? Because that's what you'd use to go into the safari, go hunting. They could take on rugged conditions. But since, um, what's the name of the company out of India? Oh, my gosh. Was it Tata? No, hold on. Tata, Tata Ta Communication. Yes, thank you, Andel. Since they took it over, I would not even want the, what you call it, log off of the Range Rover. Y'all can keep that. Work on the engine and then come talk to me. $345,000 to have me broken down the side of the road. Boy, bye. Keep. You, mean, you mean they don't get their parts from China? <laughs> That's because it's a Ford company now. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. How can beggars uh, be choosers? <laughs> Ford <laughs> makes those engines now. Yeah, they do. They do. But you know, the, the I'm going to be honest. I think what Ford has um, mastered is the pickup. Love their pickups. Love the two. I'm not so fond of the 150, but I love it too. I like the 250. I like the 350. Yeah. The 150s are, that's, you know, good for round town. They're nice. They've, they've done well with their pickups, right? Very well. So they need to take the engine out of the pickup, put it in the, um, the range. And then probably come talk to me about 345,000. I can't live in that. Can I live in it? As I drive it off the lot, the valley goes pew down the drain. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm here sneezing. My apologies. Yeah, so um Range Rover. I mean, for those who love Range Rover, don't listen to me. Don't let me um be a negative influence. Sorry. In health and science news, life expectancy has dropped even more for humans in every US state. And the COVID-19 pandemic is what is causing it. According to a newly published report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, every state in the United States saw a drop in U.S. citizens' lifespans. The report came from the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics and was released on Tuesday. It explores life expectancy data for 2020, which shows the overall life expectancy at birth is 77, a 1.8 year decline from 2020's lifespan, which was 78.8. People who live in the Northeast, so that would be um, like you and Del, right? Um, people who live in the Northeast and West had the highest lifespans compared to people living in the South. Why are you killing us off down here? <laughs> Who have the lowest, they say. New York saw the most significant drop, though, going from a lifespan of 80 years to 77 years. The state with the smallest change was Hawaii, which went from a life expectancy of 80.9 years to 80.7 years. Overall, life expectancy in the United States declined by 1.8 years 
from 2019 to 2020, mostly due to the COVID-19 pandemic and increases in unintentional injuries, mainly drug overdose deaths. And that's according to an author for ABC News. Dinosaur tracks from around 113 million years ago have been revealed at Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas. And this is due to severe drought conditions that dried up a river, the park said Monday in a statement. Can I ask a question? How do they know how um, to calculate? How do they calculate? The What's going on, man? <clears throat> Adele, your mic is open. How do they calculate the millions of years? How do they do that? To know something is around 113 million years ago. Anybody in here knows? Because I don't know. And I would like to know. Are there rings or something? Okay. Hmm. Most tracks that have recently been uncovered and discovered at different parts of the river in the park belong to, okay, let's break up this word, Acrocanthosaurus. Acrocanthosaurus. Okay. This was a dinosaur that would stand as an adult about 15 feet tall and weigh close to seven tons. Uh, I don't know that. That's according to Stephanie Salinas Garcia. Okay, so I need to reach out to her to ask her these questions, right? Acrocanthosaurus. 15 feet tall, 7 tons. Okay. Uh, the other species that left tracks behind at the park in Glen Rose, Texas, was so what? I'm not even going to try. Something about a poison, which would be about 60 feet, 60 feet tall. Isn't that like the height of a building? Hmm. And weigh about 44 tons as an adult. Wow. This summer's excessive drought has caused the river in the park to dry out completely in most spots, revealing the tracks. The latest long-hidden secret recently exposed as bodies of water have dried up due to drought conditions across the globe. Did dinosaurs really exist? I don't know. I don't know. Are those bones fake in the museum? I don't know. <laughs> Moments, I don't care how much fossil they find, how much museum and bones and all kind of thing, I still find it hard to believe. <laughs> For some reason, me too. It just seems, I don't know. You're not the only one. Okay, so I won't feel bad then. Thank you, I got company. Yeah, I think I think if I really want want to find out about dinosaur, there's only one person that could really answer that. Who that? Um Santa Claus. <laughs> wow. So if Santa Claus I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, Santa Claus can tell me and then only only then I will believe. I only trust Santa Claus. Oh my gosh. You know, as a child. I remember, we used to put up the Christmas tree every year. I remember we'd drive into Kingston, go down Constant Spring Road, right in front of Village Plaza. They'd have the trees lined there. We would buy a tree, head back to home, Guambaca country, and we would put up the tree, right? And every Christmas morning, 
Yeah, you get up and yeah, yeah, stockings filled with stuff. Santa Claus. And then as you get old, I'm like, but we don't have a chimney. So how did he get in here? Did he come through the windows? No, because all the windows have grill work over them. So, huh. And that's when you start to realize this ain't real. Ain't real. Did, did you guys have a chimney? A what? Chimney? chimney. No. No, that's not chimney. Chimney. Chimney? That you pee yeah. in? Yeah. You don't know chimney? I know it, but I didn't have one. <laughs> so he either come through the chimney or out of the chimney. <laughs> you know what? I'm done. I'm what? done. Uh, <laughs> Javette says she what? believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, as a child, before you knew that your parents was really Santa Claus, did it make you feel some type of way to dream? I, I To me, I just think this all allows a person to dream. Mm -hmm. And if you can dream, you can imagine a lot of things. True. That's all. I, I'm glad you put that spin on it. Thank you, Javette. That's a great way to put a spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I never did Santa Claus with my kids. Never did. I don't do tooth. I don't think we did tooth fairy. Marlon, I don't know. Remind me. I don't remember seeing tooth. I mean, yeah, because really and truly, at some point, you're going to get the bad news. So what do we do, Javette? How do we break it to our children that these things don't exist? I can tell you how I told my daughter. <laughs> yeah, sure. I won't tell you her age, but well, maybe I should. I, 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 actually, I don't remember if it was somewhere between eight and 10. Mm -hmm. But what I told her is um, when you reach a certain age because of all the babies that were born, it takes Santa Claus too long to get from one side of the earth to the next. So when you reach a certain age, your parents are the ones that give you your gifts to help Santa Claus out. And she believed it. Javette, aren't you the best? <laughs> you, I try. You try, yeah. Let me tell you, one day I forgot to put money under her pillow for when her tooth fell out and she was angry the whole day. I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Tasha. Tasha said, um, I told my six-year-old daughter there's no such thing as a tooth fairy in Santa Claus. She wasn't upset or anything. I told her I buy her gifts on Christmas. And here's a dollar when she loses the tooth. I am Santa and tooth fairy now. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, Cole, I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to take another quick break. When we return, we have Sports Crib in Corner and news out of Latin America. Here is Chakadima and Pliers with Bam Bam.
It's Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday here on Coffee and Toe. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Coming up, we have sports news. We're going to talk about Bryce James, the ninth grader, who gets the first D1 basketball offer from Duquesne University. And I hope I said that you university's name correct. Please don't kill me. To the beast, we have the key, put the down to the key and turn him in a donkey. Who the thing they are, yes, they can't allow me. I am the general in the DJ army. Who not only I am cross all the team. I sit on the young, them tickle fancy. And anywhere we go, y'all gone crazy. Listen, ding a ling a ling, school bell a ring. I find fuck, I find the dumpling. Gotta say thank you to all the listeners who are logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JanoRadio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O. Go ahead and download the app available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Some moments with me, you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up later on today on JohnOrator.com, 2 p.m. Tune in to Blitz Thursday with DJ Lankymatic. And then at 4 o'clock, it's Takeover Thursday with DJ Indu and 9 p.m. Musical Chairs with DJ Rex. I don't think this song will ever go stale. Thank you, Shaba, for this one. It's time for us to get into the sports news. At age 15, Bryce James has earned his first basketball scholarship from Duquesne University. And now I need someone to let me know if I pronounced it correct. D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. Anyone familiar with that university? It was my first time hearing about it. It's located in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, Sunday. The ninth grader shared the news on his Instagram story, writing that he was, quote-unquote, blessed to receive his first Division I offer from the university located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The rising star has been on recruiters' radar since his growth spurt earlier this year. Standing at 6'6", the guard forward is attracting as much attention 
as his famous father, LeBron James. The teenage phenom recently stunned on the court alongside his older brother, Bronny James, at the California Basketball Club for a European tour. The tournament marked the first time that the brothers played together as teammates. Bryce currently plays for the Sierra Canyon School in their JV team, while 17-year-old Bronny plays on the prestigious private school's varsity team. Bryce, he is slated to graduate in 2025, so he has plenty of time to decide where he'd like to take his basketball career next. However, given the family history at Duquesne, he'd be in good hands on the team. Head coach Keith Dambrot coached LeBron during his time at St. Vincent St. Mary High School in Akron, Ohio. Well, what can I say? It's in the genes. Is he leaving high school now and going to college, or he's just on the radar? Well, blessed to receive his first D1 offer. So I think he's on the radar. He received the offer, but he doesn't graduate until 2025. Hmm. So I think it means then that once he graduates, he has a place there. Am I right? I don't know. Correct me. This is what I'm interpreting. I don't think he can go in at ninth, well, leave ninth grade. He's 15. Yeah, it says that he received his first D1 offer, right? But he still, he won't graduate until 2025. So he has a way to go. I don't know, Javet. I don't know. It's uh, good morning. Good um, morning. It's, it's, good morning. It sounds like he has an early offer because he graduates next year, right? No, 2025. Oh, yeah, well, that's a long way away. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just putting that out there because they want him so bad because that's crazy early. Usually you could do an early acceptance, like, you know, put the um, the school that you want, apply early and just do early acceptance um, in, uh, what is that, 10th grade? Because you, you get the offer before you start 12th grade. Okay. And so if you do uh, if you do early acceptance, then you would get that offer in 11th grade. But that sounds because next year is 2023. 20, so that's super early. Yeah. yeah, I think they just threw that. They just threw that at him. It's not yeah. even time. And then that school is like it's like a an unknown particular, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get many other offers. Yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't if I had a school, I would offer him too. <laughs> I guess they want to be first in line, right, Miss Marion? Right, yeah. exactly. But they pretty much know that, you know, he's going to get offers from more prestigious, well-known schools, I'm sure. So let me ask you a question. When they make the offer so early, it's like guilt-tripping someone, isn't it? Like, well, you know, we, we approached you first. So make sure you consider us. Put us at the top of your list. I think that school is just um, putting their name out there because they already know he's going to get multiple offers. It's super early. Um, and, you know, this is their chance of getting in the news and being talked about yeah. and and about, right? Yeah, that, that, that really Yeah, because it's really early for him, you know, because you said he graduates in 2025. So early offer would be 2024. So, you know, so this is two years early 
So, yeah, I think that's just there, like, hey, let's just make him an offer and it'll get talked about and we'll get some recognition. But we already know he's not going to choose us because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to have so many offers. <laughs> I mean, which school would not want a James kid? <laughs> yeah, so it's marketing then. All right. I'll, I'll yeah, look at it that I way. think so. Okay. I think that puts extra stress on a young person. Uh, sometimes these things can kind of go to their head. I mean, okay, I'm not going to say anything negative. I'll just leave it that way. I know exactly what you're thinking. It can, um, what we like to say, make them head blow up or make them head swell. So it's up to his parents to see to it that he remains level-headed and that he remains a humble character, right? Yeah, I see where you. I see what you're saying. LeBron's son. What? I mean, I don't think he could get get any big headed about something like that, you know, because growing up around his father and the level of attention that comes with it, I don't think that he would be big headed that way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. That's my thought. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You should be accustomed to it by now, right? He grew up in it. He grew up in the spotlight, so yeah. And his father is very humble, so I, I can see him, you know, having traits of his father being humble himself. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments, did you say he was six six? <laughs> I sure did. Oh wow! Like, cause cause his brother is like six two. He's fifteen. Six, yeah, he's taller. Six two, than, six yeah. three. He's taller than my. Than Bron son he's taller three. than Bronny. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and how old I'm is he? Five, he's taller than I am. Yeah, he's taller than you. So how old is he? He's 15. He has a way to go. Yeah, the, those kids are, I mean, they're pretty much going to be upwards beyond 6'6". Six, six. I think all of them are going to end up past 6'6", six, six because, you know, I mean, it's already in their genes and... Yeah. They go to, even if they didn't have LeBron as their dad, the school they go to, Sierra Canyon is like top notch um, out there. And it's a lot of ball, a lot of ballers kids who go to that school and uh, entertainers kids and whoever. And so, um, you know, they have a good, <laughs> a good um, group of uh, competitors, let's say, at least to play against, you know? Yeah. So. Um, they're going to do great, and they have the opportunity to practice. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where they where they choose, like a reality, like a real, you know, like in a couple of years when it's time to choose, it'll be interesting to see where they choose because they're going to have so many options because not, be, I mean, because they know how to play right pretty good for their age, exactly, you know, exactly already. So it'll be interesting. Hold to see on, where Ando. They choose. Yeah, yeah, Mary. <laughs> Miss Marion, I know exactly where he's going. One, well, talking about the younger one, he came out of nowhere, and everybody go, "Wow!" Uh, but where is he going? Uh, he's gonna be one of the first pick to the NBA new NBA franchise team in Vegas. Mark my word. I said it first right here. Remember okay. that. Mark his words, folks. We're gonna hold you to that, Andel. Hey, hey, Mark Marlin. So LeBron is championing because he LeBron is part owner of uh, Fenway Sports Group, and they're championing for a first uh, NBA extension in Vegas as an owner. 
and that's where his son is gonna go. And right. he's gonna play the first, he's gonna play the first season with his son and then retire. Now I see why you're making this statement. Okay, that adds up. All right, definitely does. I agree, Endel. I agree. That adds up. <laughs> definitely adds up. Go ahead, Marlon. No, I agree because that's what LeBron wants. He wants to play with his son before he retires. So. Mm -hmm. uh, he said it, so that's that's why he did that. Yep. All right. Usain Bolt files trademark application for signature victory pose. Retired Jamaican sprinting legend Usain Bolt has applied to trademark his famous celebration pose in the form of a logo. The logo is a silhouette of the sprinting legend pointing upwards and was filed in the United States on August 17. A social media post from the trademark attorney Josh Gerben outlined the parameters of the application, suggesting that Bolt has plans to use the logo on a number of products, including sunglasses, jewelry, bags, clothing, sporting goods, and in bars and restaurants. Bolt, who is now 36, won eight Olympic titles and 11 world championship goals in a stellar career. His times of 9.57 in the 100 meters and 19.19 in the 200 set at the 2009 Berlin World Championships still stand as world records. Why did I think he already had that trademarked? Uh, what happened, LeBron? You were, I hear me, LeBron. Bolt, you're dragging your feet there. But yeah, so... Be careful, folks. You can't be caught slipping using it, right? And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Fourth American dies at Bahamas Sandals Resort. Remember, three were found dead at the same location back in May. This story, courtesy of Baller Alert, an American was found dead at a Bahamas Sandals Resort, the exact location where three tourists died earlier this year. The Royal Bahamas Police Force said in a statement on Tuesday that the man who has not been identified is believed to have been in his 70s and was staying at the Sandals emerald bay resort in great exuma he reportedly complained of shortness of breath on saturday and had tested positive for covid19 he then self-quarantined in his room at the resort people reported a spokesperson for the resort confirmed that sadly a guest has passed away we can confirm reports coming out of the bahamas the resort said in a statement bahaman authorities do not suspect any foul play and the cause appears to be natural. We wish to extend our deepest sympathies to the guest's family and remain in close contact to provide support during this difficult time. The man's body will be flown to Nassau for an autopsy, CBS News is reporting. In May, if we remember, American tourists Michael Phillips, 68, and his wife Robbie Phillips, 65, both of Tennessee, and Florida resident Vincent Paul Chiarelli, who was 64, was found dead at the resort. The Royal Bahamas Police Force confirmed in June that all three died as a result of uh, asphyxiation due to carbon monoxide poisoning. This is so unfortunate, you know. Can it get any worse for the Baham for this resort in the Bahamas, Sandals? Um, 
what's that term we like to use in Jamaica when bad luck I follow you? Them need a bat. Them need for just go to and cleanse the place. Yeah, get the rum, get the white candle, get the croton leaf, get the psalms and just go to and chat. <laughs> place need a cleansing. At least we know this time it's not because of the, the carbon monoxide poisoning that was attributed to the three previous deaths. So it seems as though they have corrected that. Unfortunately, this one is COVID-19 related, it would seem. So we're going to wait to hear from the results of the autopsy. So we hope they get that out there as soon as possible. Um, if anyone was thinking about sending me to the Sandals Resorts in the Bahamas, Emerald Bay Resort, um, don't waste your money. Hold on to it. You know, get a couple folks from St. Thomas to go over there and clean the place, cleanse the place, bless the place, and then I'll probably think about it. A few thousand people have taken to the streets across Haiti, demanding that Prime Minister Ariel Henry step down and calling for a better quality of life in the Caribbean nation. Protesters set up burning barricades on Monday in some areas, including the capital of Port-au-Prince, with some saying they were angry over the growing scarcity of gasoline and diesel. Families do not know what to do, said one demonstrator, Lionel Jean-Pierre, as the crowd around him chanted, if Ariel doesn't leave, we're going to die. Gang violence and kidnappings have surged in Haiti in recent months as the nation continues to reel from widespread political instability worsened by the July 2021 assassination of President Jovenel Moïse. Last month, thousands of people were trapped in an impoverished area of the capital without access to food and water. This is according to rights group Doctors Without Borders. In recent weeks, Haitians have also struggled to find fuel, which has left some unable to work. And on the heels of that, more sad stories as it relates to um, Haitian migrants, Bahamas detains more than 100 illegal Haitian migrants. And this story is courtesy of Caribbean Loop News. The Royal Bahamas Defense Force Tuesday said it detained more than 100 Haitian migrants found on an overloaded sloop in waters around the Caribbean community country. The RBDF said the 111 migrants, including five children and 14 women, were spotted near Guinchus Key, located between the Bahamas and Cuba. It said that the illegal migrants will be turned over to immigration officials for processing. Bahamian authorities said they expect to apprehend a record number of Haitian migrants this year, with more than 2,350 detained so far, compared with 249 in 2020 and 1,644 last year. Many Haitians have been fleeing the French-speaking Caricom country as rival gangs clash with each other and kidnappings and murders have increased. In addition, the country faces a socio-economic crisis with thousands of people unable to feed their families. I know we asked the question, or I've asked the question, or did I say it here in Coffin Tour, or was I saying it to Marlon? Um, where can they go? Where can they go and not be sent back? The U.S. intercepts them, and if they do make it to land in the U.S., they're turned back. The Bahamas, turning them back. Dominicans, 
don't want him. Puerto Rico doesn't want him. Where can they go? Because as much as we're hearing about the situation that's going on in Haiti, and we're seeing them leaving in droves, risking their lives. I don't think somebody would just get up and say, oh, let me just see if I can get out for the sake of getting out. No, they're leaving because there's a valid reason. But nobody seems to care what's going on. And I, we keep saying this. We keep saying this. And we, we, we say the same thing over and over again. And we continue to see these stories of them risking their lives, being intercepted, being repatriated. And it's when they're repatriated, it's not easy for them either because they're going back to the very situation that they're trying to escape. And chances are they could become targets. I don't know. Where else can they try to get to and forget about trying to come to the U.S.? Just... just where can we suggest that they go then? Because I don't know. You know what? What's interesting? Um, this week, even the the American um, mainstream media, like they acknowledge um, Haiti, the the revolution over two hundred years ago, and what it did for you know America as it is today, uh -huh. and they they celebrated. They acknowledge the day and everything. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so like, they, they know the history is there. So why aren't they doing more, you know, to, to help a country that, that, you know, made America what it is today? Because if it wasn't for, for the revolution in there, that, that, that you know, um, trickled down to, you know, Jamaica and then to America and the rest of the Caribbean, you know, who knows what our history would be like, and still they refuse, you know, because Haiti is just like next door neighbors, like they're not far, right? Um, and, you know, yesterday, all across the world, they're celebrating um, the independence of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, and flags are being, you know, like all across major cities, like they're raising the flags and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, when you see what they're doing for, for, for the, the billions of dollars and probably it's going to go into the trillions of dollars that they spend in such a short space of time. And you look at the decades and centuries that, that Haiti is going through what they're going through. And like even in 2020, when, you know, after we, we had like a black president in America, after like all of these stuff that's happening in the world and they still refuse to, to you know not 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 to give like handouts because right. i don't think people in haiti are asking for what people in ukraine are getting but just to open trade and 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 fix the damage that that france did to that country you know like not and, only and, france yeah. james not only france yeah but yeah they they, they sit us they, they they sit one side and just look at the country you know like suffering and and they're not doing anything to help but yet you know they are ready to like acknowledge that oh over 200 years ago you know the revolution started and and it it you know the sounds were heard in america and the, the uprising in america because of that knowing that a country um could fight a war and, and and become a free people you know um yeah so it's i don't know like i, I think hopefully in our lifetime something will change but yeah hopefully i don't know 
So I came across this video, James, um, on TikTok. I'm going to play it. Hold on. Not only is Haiti a Latin country, it's also the first Latino country taking independence from the Europeans. In fact, because of Haiti, what we know as Panama, Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, we're able to also seek independence from a European country and form La Gran Colombia. Did you know that? What, you thought Haitians weren't Latinos because they're black? Puerto Ricans can be black, Dominicans can be black, Cubans can be black, Colombians are black, Brazil, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Peru. She, black people invented tango in Argentina. Oh, no, oh, no, I was just saying. <laughs> oh, because they speak French Creole? Oh, well, if we look at the requirements of what makes a Latino Latino, it's just being from a country in the Americas that speaks a Latin-based language. What are Latin-based languages? Uh, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Italian. French Creole has French. No, you don't have to just speak Spanish to be Latino. Brazilians speak Portuguese and they're Latino. Actually, they're the biggest country in Latin America. Você fala português. Ah, não, você tem que aprender a falar português. Haitians are also considered Latino because they speak French Creole. And that's a Latin-based language. That's also why the Haitian flag came with this set of banderas from Latin America. But I do have a lot of Haitian friends that don't really feel connected to that identity. And that's okay. Many people like the person who commented this exclude Haitians from the community and so many Haitians don't really feel connected to us. And that's understandable. But I just want to say I grew up with many Haitians here in Broward County, Florida. Hey, 954. And there's also a lot of Haitians in Puerto Rico. And Haitians and Puerto Ricans aren't even all that different. Zos and Boricuas, they're not that different at all. Just like how Puerto Ricans love our flag, so do Haitians. Ooh, on Zoe Day, all the Haitians would bring their flag to school. <laughs> and I already knew what was up because, you know, Puerto Ricans are the same way. But yeah, Haitians are Latino. So, not gonna lie, since when I was, I felt some pride when I saw that young man posted up on TikTok, came across it. And it's the history lesson that he's teaching. Haiti is responsible for a lot of the freedoms that are enjoyed in Latin America. And yes, they are a Latin country. So, too, Jamaica so too many of the caribbean islands but we separate we are, i don't know how we got divided i really don't i don't know who created the division within latin america <laughs> when you hear latin america automatically we think ah cuba puerto rico dominican republic colombia venezuela panama costa rica ecuador nicaragua Guatemala, Chile, Peru. But we throw in Brazil, but yeah, they speak Portuguese. But what, who created the division that, okay, um, Belize, even though they speak Spanish in Belize, they speak English and Belize is a part of the, the uh, is considered part of the Caribbean. Ain't it weird? They're all in the Caribbean, but they're not considered the Caribbean. They're considered Latin America. Go figure. Um, so they don't think Jamaica is part of Latin America. They don't think uh, Haiti is a part of Latin America. They don't think any of the islands to the east are a part of Latin America. Well, folks, wake up. It's one big region. But who created the division? Go right ahead. I wasn't looking at the phone. I know someone opened their mic. Go right ahead. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, they, they say, like, when you know better, you should do better. And you could excuse a lot of people because 20 years ago, 
um, half of the information that we have now about Haiti, we didn't have it. Um, a lot of information started coming out after the earthquake. Like, a lot, like, I would say most people, even people that are, you know, knowledgeable, like, of world affairs and stuff like that, did not know that Haiti was paying, like, something like 70% of GDP to France. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Just imagine, like you, 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 you have a hundred dollars, and you have to give somebody mm, 75, 70 cents out of the hundred dollar, or seventy dollars out of the hundred dollar, and then you have to use a thirty dollar to take care of your family. That's what they were dealing with. Yeah. But even growing up as like Jamaicans, even Jamaicans were guilty of it, like looking down on Haiti yes. and, and talking about bad government and and like Obia and all them are them them are get where them forget because them them the Obia culture and this and that and then now we're looking at the whole thing like all of a sudden your Jamaica start talking about your ancestors and stuff like that. We never used those words back mm -hmm. in the days. Haiti was what they, you know we're talking about ancestors and and, and we're hoping now to like okay like questioning like a white Jesus and all that stuff. We we, we never we weren't there like 20, 30 years ago. Right. And still, with all the information that we have, um, no movement to, to, to make Haiti any better than it is today. And, you know, like, if, if you realize world events, you, you realize you would have to think that a country like Haiti would have people as gifted as Jamaica. Um, you don't see them in world events. You don't see them like um, Dominican Republic dominating um baseball you don't see them dominating um i think soccer is the only thing that they, they get a chance in but you don't see them dominating all of these sports even cuba back in the days where it was dominating like boxing the best boxers in the world were from cuba and and the embargo kind of stifled them so you wonder like all of the talents you know like dominican republic like billions of dollars going to that country because of sports baseball, baseball. and, and and, and stuff like that. So you wonder all the talents in, in, in Haiti, every, everything has been stifled. The, the intellectual um, genius is there, the, 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 the sports people, like every single person there are, are being stifled just because, you know, they kind of change the trajectory of the world and people are still hungry and, 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 and holding them, like, say, like, we are holding you accountable because, because of you, we have to give up our slaves, you know? And yeah, especially as an Amer like America, like African Americans who are, you know, probably some of the most powerful black people in the world should. Every fight that's happening in America, you're fighting with George Floyd, you're fighting police brutality. Every single fight that's happening should include Haiti in it. I'll tell you something, James. I'm not even going to call for the black Americans to fight for Haiti. I'm going to call for the Caribbean islands to fight for Haiti countries considered latin american countries to fight for haiti that's what i would say because haiti is responsible for their freedoms so i would say and if if latin what's considered latin america doesn't want to get involved at least the caribbean countries should come together and say hey let us come together and see how we can fight for haiti but they're not going to do that you want to know why because everybody's afraid of sanctions being imposed on them that's the word that's the word of the decade that's the word of the century 
everybody is afraid of being sanctioned and because of that they will continue to turn a blind eye and allow the haitians to continue to suffer in that country but michelle michelle yes I push back a little bit no problem go right ahead <laughs> because it, it, i mean i see it as crabs in a barrel the Caribbean, like, they need help. All the Caribbean islands need help. Of course, Haiti needs the most help, but what I'm saying is, how in the world is Jamaica going to help? Jamaica needs so much help, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, ridiculous. So a country like Jamaica, who has top tourists, whatever, is struggling from all corners, I don't see how they can help. It's really the major countries European countries need to, um, and America, well, I'm, I'm mad at America beyond mad because after uh, all this money that they poured into this country over here, fighting with Russia, <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm so done because uh, I'm like, okay, you can't help the little Haitian people. They were right over here at the California border being turned back while... Um, those European people were being let in. So I'm so done. (laughs) Um, But since America don't want to help them because they don't want to help them, not that they can't help them, um, you know, maybe some European countries that, you know, need uh, laborers, you know, could help them because they can afford it more. Mm -hmm. Some Western European countries, but I mean, it's really sad. But I, I, again, I just don't see how the Caribbean countries that are already in need are going to be able to help them. So, I mean, it's a nice idea, but I don't see how when they themselves are struggling. Right. Okay. So I'm going to respond to you and then I'm going to let Chief go ahead. So Europe is not going to help them. Europe is trying to get rid of the Africans, right? All the refugees who are trying to make it to Europe, when they're to England in particular, when they're intercepted, they're being sent to what's the name of the country in Africa to go to a refugee camp there to await processing. Chances are they may never get get out of there, right? So Europe doesn't want the Africans, so they will never take the Haitians, if you ask me. Now, when I make reference to the Caribbean countries and Latin America coming together and helping Haiti, what I mean is the leaders of all these countries demanding some action where the U.S. is concerned. Since they're they're always heading to the U.S., right? They have been instrumental in the United States, if we look in the history. So I think that all the Caribbean leaders and Latin American leaders who, as long as the U.S. has not sanctioned them, for example, Cuba and Venezuela, is it Guatemala or Nicaragua? But they come together, demand to have a sit down with the U.S. government and face the music, listen to what's going on in Haiti, pay attention and see if they can implore them to do something. All right. Yeah, we're all struggling, but, you know, we're all trying to. You're right. We do have a crab in a barrel mentality. But if we can come together on that in that way and move as a united front and say, hey, listen, come on now. What is it going to take for you to address the concerns of the Haitian people? It's not as though you don't have a hand in the upheaval there. It's not as though y'all are innocent. But are they going to be brave enough to do that? Or are they going to move in fear? 
because they don't want to lose certain provisions, lose certain benefits and opportunities. So they're going to just stand by and watch Haiti continue to suffer. Go right ahead, Chief. Man, I can say so much to this. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Moments. Thank you so much. You're, you are spot on. Spot on, right? Because, the, you, I mean, I've heard two, two people say, crabs in a bucket. You just provided a solution, a remedy for that, that attitude. To think for one moment that anybody outside of the islands is going to support Haiti. We are, we are so delusional. Because the reality is this, which everybody knows, and James is very eloquent at, at stating this, but everybody knows that Haiti represents super country's greatest fear, which is that the crabs will get out of the effing bucket. Right? That is the greatest fear. The only way to keep that in place is to ensure that you keep your neck on the one institute, the one country that showed the world our our truest ability to conquer or to come up out of the dirt of the earth and rise like a phoenix. Haiti is the prime premier example of that. Like in European culture, they have uh, uh, the Spartans, the three hundred Spartans that went against Persia. That's what Haiti, that's what Haiti represents to the world. That kind of power, that kind of ability. And they also know they need to oppress Haiti because Haiti used African traditions and spirituality to conquer them. So it's the first thing you take from a people you want to conquer. You take their image of their creator and you make it look like the oppressor. So this whole thing is so well designed. It is masterful. It's mastery in oppression. Like it takes the word master to a whole nother level. Right. And so I really appreciate you, you know, you expressing what you have expressed, because that is that is you are so right on. You are so right on. So all those people, if, if, if Jamaica is in the condition that it is in and they, and, and they don't see the need to unify and nobody in the island sees the need to unify, then this this process will remain. It's no different from the U.S. and the struggles we have in the U.S. It's not any different. Look at what happened in uh in New Orleans with Katrina. Most of them are the descendants of Haitians. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So yep. all you got to do is look at look at how this happens, and then you got Haiti just paid off France in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2015. There is no way that nation is going to catch up after decades, almost a century of oppression, intentional oppression. How do you have them paying for enslavement, paying former enslavers reparations up until 20 F and 15? The whole world is complicit in allowing that to happen. Yeah. As if, as if the enslavement of those people was justified. Yeah. Anyway, I better land that because I want to start cussing. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Go ahead, James, yeah, and then we're going to move me, on. Yeah. yeah, let me share something, um, how, how bad this thing is. So I have this, this friend, she's from Haiti, right? Um, she, she got to America from Haiti um, as a refugee. Uh, um, when Donald Trump won, she, she's a, she was married, but she became a single mom. Um, 
she got separated. So when Donald Trump won, she she decided that she she's not going to stay in America. So she she got up her kids and and they ran. They made a move to to come to Canada. Um, during that time when Donald Trump won, there was like the Canadian border was flooded with with people coming over. There are people that were got frozen to death. There, there, there was this one guy that, when when they got to him, like he lost, like I think all his fingers because he was um, because of the frostbite. Um, so she she made it to Canada with her kids, and this young lady, she's a regular, just a regular single mom, right? And she has been monitored. She has been monitored by the by the the, the FBI, the RCMP. That's the Canadian version, and intelligent agency back in Haiti. So she's stuck. She have her parents back in Haiti, and she said, like, if she leaves Canada, like, she'll never return. That's how bad it is. And this is just, this is not like a spy or whatever, like a single mother. Like, how do you get on the radar of, like, FBI and CIA and all those people that you're being monitored you're you're being monitored like in three different countries. She can't see her parents. Like if her parents died today, like that's it. She's stuck. You know, so that's how bad it is. A regular citizen, you know, just because she's from Haiti. So yeah, it's 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 disgusting, trust me. All right. Thank you so much, James. And we're gonna have to keep it moving. Unfortunately, we'd love to talk a little bit more about it. But time is not on our side. In our next story out of the Caribbean corner, ARC properties to contribute to housing units under NSHP. This story is out of Jamaica. A memorandum of understanding MOU was signed on Tuesday, August 23, between the Ministry of Economic Growth and Job Creation and ARC Properties Limited for the contribution of units by the private entity to the National Social Housing Program. This follows an appeal to the private sector to partner with the government in building more houses for vulnerable Jamaicans. In his remarks at the signing ceremony at Jamaica House, Holna said he was pleased to see ARC Properties Limited coming on board with NSHP. He said, I'm almost overcome with emotion to see the call being answered. ARC, you are the pioneer in this area and I am very pleased. And it does speak well for Jamaica. The truth is our private sector has been very active in treating with social issues. And I'm sure there are others who will hear the call and respond. Holness noted that the NSHP targets beneficiaries or households earning minimum wage or less or which earn no income. All right, so good news on that. And the other piece of good news out of Jamaica as well, delivery of government $10,000 back-to-school grants has begun. The government of Jamaica is providing $2.03 billion in back-to-school grants to beneficiary students under the Program of Advancement through Health and Education, otherwise known as PATH, and the Poor Relief Program. More than 150,000 students in primary and secondary schools are each set to receive $10,000 in added benefits provided by the Special Economic Relief Program, which was recently announced by Minister of Finance, Dr. Nigel Clark. This is an addition to the annual Path Back to School grant of $3,500 per beneficiary student. That program was introduced in September 2018 
a release from the Ministry of Labor and Social Security said. The back-to-school grants are being delivered to eligible families by the ministry, along with a regular bi-monthly path payout, which began on Monday, August 22, 2022. And that's it from the Caribbean corner in Latin America. The Cuban government um, starts selling dollars with limits. And this story is also courtesy of Caribbean Loop News. Cubans lined up by the dozens at exchange houses on Tuesday for the chance to buy dollars and other hard currency from the government for the first time in two years. The new policy announced Monday night comes almost three weeks after the communist government began buying hard currency from the public at 110 and 40 pesos per dollar, a rate similar to that of the black market, and more than four times the rate used for official transactions. Under the new policy meant to help combat the illegal market in hard currency, individuals can buy up to $100 in cash a day at a rate of 123.6 to the dollar in 37 designated state exchange shops. All right, so Cuba is turning slowly but surely turning the tide. Just another quick break. When we return, we have Believe It or Not stories. Yo, someone can go and talk. Now look, Marga boy, I come down the minimum. Make a child in a day up. What she want to eat me, start up. When she have the nerve, say, well, come check me back. She crap. Anytime it's a lag, I say, pop. Skirt, blouse, shoes, rap, clap. So me have a girl at TikTok. Grandma come in and come catch me, she shot. She can't believe her heart and pick me that. <laughs> hey, better than that. To the girl, hear me from the radio, see me from the telly. Ring off me, Sally. One bag of girl walk and rub down me belly. Anthony, money, Kelly, money. Susie, Shelly. Hear me from the radio, see me from the telly. Ring, 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 ring off me, Sally. Yes, which girl walk and rub down me belly. Anthony, money, Kelly, money. Susie, Shelly. Sunday, she had the girl to pay me phone bill. Tracy and she light up me cold skill. The one when she did right, pay dine on the pill. Me and me baby mother left, but me slam still. Two of me flex, me mother said that me not easy. She kind of vexed the car. Gotta say thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnOradio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Here is Selma. Super Cat. We'll be right back. Fire out, small road it atta, and the pain land man them atta. 
Bam Bam Bush man, them did at her. Warika Hill man, them running at her. Nanny Ville man, them did at me. Say some are rally back and some of them thanks so back. Them a road boy out where I bust off the glock. Some are rally back and some of them thanks so back. Me say some of them are friars and some of them are nuts. Full of pose and not big chatter. When you buck them, can't defend that. It's Retro Thursday. Hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Of course, we gotta have the music in the midst of the madness, aka the news. Here's a little bit more from Super Cat. It's done. Somebody killing in the politics for done. Promise every day we get up on a walk with a gun. Don't in a day get on with a make no gun. Mon't know which part them come from a death of them. Come. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. And the me in everything is M I. Africa and where they gun them for done because we want a revolution for the freedom for coming to be done. It have it done. The killing in a politics, we know it have it done. Lord, if it done, we know it have it done. The killing in a politics, we know it have it done. Hey, yard man, beg you bring your gun, come. Set our ill man, bring your gun, come. Rima man, I beg you bring your gun, come. Southside man, I beg you bring your gun, come, Lord. How we live in a Jamaica and a force and fight. And when we come a foreign man, we have a your night. Mess a dung in a Jamaica, PNP and labor rights. And every day you get up, man, a dead in a the night. Man, I walk with machine and all the 45. I see the struggle, make a man, they lose him wife. Time like this, a iron knife for your night. And let's get together and fight for we're right. If you don't, the politics are done. The killing in a politics and not happy, don't. Hey, if you don't, the politics are done. The killing in a politics, it must have been done, Lord. Tell you about PNP and GLP. And it's time for us to get into the Believe It or Not stories. Thank you, Super Cat, for that one. It need for done for real. If everybody just comes together, right? We're not really much different from each other when you think about it. We have a lot of similarities. We're more alike than we are different. Australian woman who changed her mind about transitioning to a man sue psychiatrist for approving the gender transition story courtesy of baller alert an australian female who changed her mind about transitioning to a man has filed a lawsuit against <laughs> the psychiatrist for approving their gender reassignment after one meeting at 19 years old jay langodinos began meeting with dr patrick tuhi a longtime psychiatrist in sydney australia her endocrinologist referred her to Dr. Patrick to see if she would be able to receive a gender transition. According to a statement of a claim filed in the New South Wales Supreme Court, the physician explained from their perspective that Langadinos was young and needed a throughout psychiatric workup before embarking on hormone treatment. After the two met up, Dr. Patrick declared Langadinos was going through gender dysphoria and that Langodinus could begin testosterone therapy. Between 2010 and 2021, Langodinus underwent testosterone therapy, top surgery, and had her uterus removed. Now, Langodinus, who no longer identifies as male, is claiming Dr. Patrick was professionally negligent in his recommendations for her in a lawsuit against him. She says Dr. Patrick should have recommended that she get a second opinion 
before her hysterectomy and that her social phobia should have been considered in his recommendations to her after she expressed the condition to him. Um, you like it? Me love it. You not like it? Me hate it. Why are you blaming the doctor? I can guarantee you, you were probably adamant that you wanted to transition. You were convinced in your mind. You already had your mind made up. You were just wanting somebody else to second your decision. So you went, and now you're saying that the doctor, because if the doctor had said no, what would you have done? What would you have done? You should do it now. What you said, Jay? What you said, Dre? Same thing she's doing now. She would have sued the doctor if the doctor told her no. Exactly. And then the doctor and then the doctor will be biased and homophobic and all different kind of thing. So, you know, the same thing she's doing now. I just feel these young young people that like, you know, sometimes boys and girls like the females, you know, when they're younger, they're tomboys. Yeah. But when they get sense, you know, they're growing to the femininity. I'm sorry for all those who, t- who are tomboys and they need to change the gender and all kind of thing. And when they reach a certain age, they realize that they made a mistake. Like, we're going to have some good times ahead of <laughs> Yeah, I'm losing you there, Dre. Losing you. Lost you. Lost you. Dre. What? I just said we're going to have some good time ahead of Yeah. Yeah. You can't blame the doctor for that. Um, You need a hug. You, you need a hug. Get a hug somewhere. You made the decision. I'm sure I, I'm positive that everybody around you, when you told them that you were going to transition, I am positive every single person did not agree with you. But you were adamant, right? What do we say when people go against our train of thought or don't agree with something we want to embark on? Oh, they just hating. So I guarantee you, you, you probably said the people around you were hating on you for not supporting you and you were going to do it anyway. Typical young people, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. You can't stop me. Well, boom, there you go. In entertainment news, the jury awards Vanessa Bryant $16 million over Kobe Bryant crash photos. The jury has ruled in favor of Vanessa Bryant in the lawsuit against the Los Angeles County Sheriff and Fire Departments. After more than three hours of deliberation, the jury found Los Angeles County Sheriff and Fire Departments liable for infringing on the constitutional rights of Vanessa Bryant and co-plaintiff Christopher Chester. They each lost a spouse and a daughter in January 2020. Awarded $16 million was uh, Vanessa, and Chester was awarded $15 million. So that's a total of, what, $31 million that they have to pay out? Yeah, according to CNN, Bryant hugged her attorneys and embraced her daughter Natalia as she cried while proceeding to the exit of the courtroom. Bryant has not made any statements regarding the verdict. And also in La La Land, Kim Kardashian, Kevin Hart, Dwayne Wade, Sylvester Stallone, and others have been accused of wasting water during California drought. Shame, 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 shame on you all. <laughs> 
California is currently experiencing a water drought, with officials calling out celebs who haven't followed the state's rules on water usage. Apparently, Kim and Kourtney Kardashian, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Hart, Sylvester Stallone are among the list of celebs who have violated. The Skims founder, who is 41, and her older sister, 43, were among more than 2,000 customers who were sent notices of exceedance by the Las Vergenes Municipal Water District. This is according to a report obtained by the Los Angeles Times. The notices indicate that those customers used 150% or more of their monthly water limits, notably at least four times since the district announced a drought emergency late last year. The district has the authority to install flow restrictor devices, which can stop sprinklers and decrease water pressure in showers. For those properties that received the notices, U.S. Magazine reported. All right, y'all get it together. You can't be over there doing what you like because y'all got money. Mm-mm. Respect the rules. Thank you. Kodak Black is to send 35, and here I am mocking Kodak Black for his looks. But anyway, Kodak Black is doing something good, and more of us need to jump on board with him. So he's sending over 35,000 bottles of water to Haiti to combat shortage. Yep, he wants to help the Haitians who lack basic necessities like food and water because of severe gang violence. According to the rapper's lawyer, Bradford Cohen, Kodak decided to take action by spending $50,000 to have tons of bottled water transported there from Florida. The rapper plans to send alkaline water over in cargo ships with labels that read, Last, since they wanted this to be the last time Haitians go without water. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you, Kodak. Now, anybody need a baby father? I got one for you. Nick Cannon has his 10th child on the way. The Wild and Out star announced on Wednesday that he's expecting another child with Brittany Bell, the mother of two of his children, Powerful Queen, who is 19 months, and Golden Sagan, who is five. The two were at multiple photo shoots showing off her growing belly. He captioned his announcement on Instagram, Time stopped and this happened. In one clip in the montage of videos, the pair poses with their two children together. In addition to the children Cannon shares with Belle, he also shares twins with Mariah Carey, Monroe, and Moroccan, who are now 11. He has a newborn son, legendary love Cannon, with Bree TC, and is dad to another set of twins, Zion and Zillon, 13, with Abby de la Rosa, who is currently expecting the talk show host. Oh, jeez, I'm confused. Okay, she's expecting another child, too? What on God's earth? Okay. Okay. <sighs> Can somebody give him my vasectomy, please? <laughs> moments, moments, moments. Having money, I'm sorry, but having money doesn't mean that the children are going to get what's truly important. Undivided attention and love. Because you can't equally divide yourself. You can't. And these damn, excuse my language, these damn women. No man not come to me with eight baby mother. I go say, yes, breed me my one number nine. It's not happening. It's not happening. He's busy out here collecting baby mamas, making women single mothers, and all these women are looking at as a check. Is that what you see yourself as a check? A check. 
he's what you call a need to breed. You want to get pregnant? Go check Nick Cannon. He 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 just doling out. And why do why don't they all just don't live in one place? Just just have everybody live in one house and you know do it like what's his name that dead and gone Playboy? What's his name Hugh Hefner? Just do it like that. And then he had the nerve to sit down and talk about women ain't taking care of their private parts. You the problem. Because you're going from any meeny miny mo joke. Okay, that's you. Next, any meeny miny mo joke. Who's next? So you are cross-contaminating and messing up people's pH balances. That's why the woman them way asleep with probably them front froze. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how oh you really God. feel moments. Wow. Yeah, it's out now. <laughs> it's eleven fifty. Take a breath. Take it's a breath. Moment. Let me take, take a, a breath. Quick, let me take a quick break. Hang on. Hang on. One second. Hang on. One second. Don't go nowhere. Nerd is sad. I gotta say thank you to all the listeners who tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon earlier and on FutureFM.net. Gotta give a big shout out to everyone who tuned in to QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone. That's the place to go when you want quality music to get you through your day. JohnnoRadio.com You want a party vibe? You better head on over there. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app J-A-H-K-N-O available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And of course, I gotta give a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. You were listening to Coffee and Chill. I am Moments with me with World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday. We start us at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Gotta give a big shout out to everyone that shared the space on Clubhouse and on their social media platforms. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And of course, always grateful to everyone contributing to the chat, sharing your perspectives, your views, the opinions. Always great conversation. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok, moments with me media and the me is M-I. And here's what's coming up later on today on Jano Radio Blitz Thursday with DJ Lankomatic. That kicks off at 2 p.m. Eastern. Take over Thursday with DJ Indu 4 p.m. Eastern and then DJ Rads. Check him out later on tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern musical chairs enjoy the rest of your day folks whatever you do wherever you go i do ask that you please be safe this is moments with me signing out of qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com